I think that was the best game the Islanders have played in the playoffs so far. You know, your goalie just outplayed the guy he said is the best goalie in the National Hockey League. Well, so that's pretty good. You know, it's entirely possible that they just, you know, they don't really see them as that much of a threat. They better see him as a threat. Epicacol? No. <laughs> I'm I'm sounding like a duck here. Newsday presents the Island Ice Podcast with Andrew Gross. And welcome to Island Ice, Newsday's New York Islanders podcast. As the winds keep coming. Yes, it's episode 98. And I'm live here in Tampa, or, you know, I'm alive at this moment. And whenever you listen to me, it will be via recording. But the Islanders are coming off a 2-1 win in game one of the NHL semifinals against the Lightning. And at the very least, they attain their goal of getting a split, at least in the first two games, and uh, gaining some home ice advantage. I am your host, Andrew Gross of Newsday. And I am joined, as always, in the playoffs by Neil Best and Colin Stevenson. And uh, you know what? I just got to put this out here right now. I think that was the best game the Islanders have played in the playoffs so far. Uh, just a thorough two-to-one win. Would have been a shutout. The, the Lightning get a late power play goal. Brock Nelson kind of takes a not a great penalty, you know, under two minutes to play and then lightning pull Andre Vasilevsky. They get a six on four goal, but the Islanders, you know, managed to survive the last 53.7 seconds, but still overall, I thought this was a, a brilliant game that the, the Islanders played. Agree? Disagree? Well, yeah, I'm not. Yes, I agree. Um, I mean, they were obviously really good in game six against Boston too, but I, I, and I'm not diminishing in any way what the Islanders did because they, you're right, they played a very thorough, great game. But the, the Lightning were like, it was just weird. They they were looked like they were sleepwalking, and and the intensity of you know you can speak to the intensity of the arena in a way that Colin and I can't. But the the the, the action, the Boston series, every game was so intense and hard hitting and exciting and. I just thought maybe it was the Islanders doing, I don't know. That was part of it, but it was, it was almost like a boring game and the lightning were just not into it. It was very strange. I thought. Yeah. I, I would, I would have to say, uh, I, I agree with that, Neil. I didn't think the lightning were very good. Um, and uh, you know, my, you know, I was watching the game with my son and he kept saying, boy, that building is just really quiet. It's just not, not at all uh, what, what you'd expect. And, you know, I, I don't know if that's how they are. Uh, I did see like bits and pieces of, of games in their first two series. I saw them uh, a little bit against Florida. That series was intense. Um, and I saw them a little bit against Carolina, and that seemed pretty intense as well. But uh, no, I don't, I don't think the fans were bringing it. You know, it was, I, and I heard that from a lot, that it did not come across on TV. It was not as quiet, at least not in the, you know, at the start, the first period, the lightning were hitting the start. The crowd was into it at, it at the start. And and the final figure there was 14,513 people. And it, it seemed as the game progressed, they, they sort of lost interest in the game. You know, if, 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 if the PA system wasn't pumping something out, and if they weren't being told to cheer, it, it sort of dissipated over the course of the game. 
it's not like it's an important game or anything. It's just the NHL semifinal. So you know, why would they care? Yeah, and you know what? In a way, that was sort of the Lightning's post-game attitude from John Cooper down to the players. It, it was they were very reticent to give the Islanders much credit for what happened in the game. It, it, to them, it was more about you know their mental errors and the turnovers and the mistakes they made. And, and, and they seemed a, a pretty confident group that, oh, you know what, game two, we'll, we'll have this figured out. And, and to me, I really thought that the Islanders, I, I mean, A, are playing incredibly confident hockey right now. But B, I thought the Islanders structure five on five just was better than what the Lightning were trying to do. If, if you're Tampa, you can feel pretty good about yourselves. You know you beat this team a year ago in six games, you know, it's entirely possible that they just, you know, they don't really see them as that much of a threat. They better see them as a threat because, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just like the Boston series, except more so. I mean, we look, I mean, maybe part of it is just uh, disappointment isn't the right word, but I guess surprise with all of us, even those who picked the Islanders talking about how talented this team is and they're awesome. And Kucherov's there and it's, Oh, they're just got all these weapons. And, then to see them just just neutered like that, I mean, yeah, on one hand, it should make them confident they can bounce back because obviously they can get they can bounce back. But on the other hand, the Islanders, this is what the Islanders do to people. So if they did it in game one, well, maybe they can do it in game two. If you're Tampa Bay, though, you're thinking, you know what, the goalie's gonna be better than he was. I mean that that Barzal goal was was okay. I mean, you know, five hole. I mean, I guess maybe he, is, he assumed Barzal was going to try and go backhand and Barzal surprised him with a shot. But that pull-up goal, come on. You know, I mean, if you're Vasilevsky, you got to stop that, right? Well, so you can reasonably assume if you're John Cooper and if you're anybody in a Lightning uniform that, you know, Vasilevsky is not going to give up that, that pull-up goal or anything similar to that in the next game. So, you know, he lost by one. It's, it's not that big a deal. Well, I think Barry Trotz wants the Lightning thinking what you just said, because that's how the Islanders ruin people's day. By, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could be, again, you could be totally right. And they could, you know, whatever. The Rangers won the first game in the 79 final. And then the Canadians blew them away. But, well, they, I don't know if they blew them away, but they won four in a row. Of course that could happen. But, but the Islanders showed again in this game what what they can do to to just discombobulate these talented teams and that means they can do it again i i, I guess you're nitpicking vasilevsky but it wasn't like he was bad today they were he in the first period he was spectacular in the first period he stops pajot at the left post and then palmieri in the right post w w within the course of i think it was one second two seconds Vasilevsky is really, really good. I mean, there's a reason he's a Vesna Trophy finalist. I really, I, I didn't have much issues with, with the Barzell goal. I, I thought the Pulak goal was like his one bad moment in the game. And you know what? Every goalie gets one. It, it was just in this game, Varlamov was, you know, he didn't have one. So that, that sort of cost the Lightning the game. Right. No, no, I, I agree with that. I mean, I don't, I, that's why I'm saying if I'm Tampa, I would, I would feel good about it. Cause I would feel like, you know what? Okay. That pull a goal. Maybe we expect for Vasilevsky to, to save that. And next time he will. And so, you know, that's, that's, that's fine. I mean, you play poorly and you lose two one. 
What about Pollat, Point, and Kucherov having three shots? Yeah, no, that's that not one, Yeah, that's that's and and you know what, Victor Hedman is not. He did not have a great game. He's not looking like the Victor Hedman that we all have known to be a dominating playoff force at, at times. Um, it, it was very clear from the opening drop. I thought that the, the Lightning's plan was to give it to the Islanders before they could, the Islanders could give it to them, you know, but I think as the game progressed, the physical battle started going more towards the Islanders as that game progressed. And, and in a way I sort of see this, if you project out the series, I see this as a microcosm perhaps of how this series is going to go in, in terms of the, the, the physical play. Now, it was huge for the Islanders that up until that, you know, that Brock Nelson penalty at the end, the high stick he took, they had only given the, the Lightning that one power play. Um, it, the, the numbers are incredible for the Lightning on, on the power play. And, you know, they were hitting at a, a rate of 43.2% on their power play. It, it does help when you pull the goalie and have make it six on four. I mean, but, but <laughs> if they're hitting at 43. I know, I know, I know. And then the other thing is, so now 16 of their 39 goals have come on the man advantage. So they're scoring 41% of their goals when they're up at least a man. So, you know, the Islanders did it for one game where, where they – for the most part, avoided bad penalties, or as Simeon Varlamov said, stupid penalties. We didn't do anything stupid. But, you know, their discipline is going to be, you know, one way or the other, the Islanders' discipline is going to be, if not the key factor in this series, you know, one of the top three factors. You, you, you mentioned Hedman uh, when Barzell, and it wasn't on Barzell's goal. It was earlier when he twisted Hedman into a pretzel. And uh, I guess he shot high. I forget. He missed and that whatever. He missed that shot. But, um, you know, Hedman, no, I, I'm not, I know he's still a great player, but Barzell made him look like a really tall old guy uh, by just skating around him. And, uh, you know, that was just uh, an example of what Barzell can do. He had yeah. a couple of those in this game. You know, it, it, right. Hedman was unimpressive by his standards. What, what do you think of this, guys? What do you think of the fact that maybe we all we all said it from the from the day that the divisions were drawn up that the East Division was by far easily the best division overall. Yeah, and and and, and these other divisions were not as good, right? So obviously the 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 whatever division they were in, the Central Division, I guess you have Tampa, um, you had Carolina, um, Florida ended up being better than anybody expected. Nashville was good like the last third of the season. They they right. you know, they were they, they gave it a good run in the playoffs. But maybe the Islanders are better than Tampa Bay thought because of the fact that they played in a tougher division and you know, maybe their game is just uh at a higher level or, or had to be at a higher level than Tampa did. It is a weird. It is a weird dynamic, like the old, you know, when the National League and the American League didn't see each other till the World Series. You know, you, you don't really know until you get there. Well, I mean, we we've had this debate. I would be fine with that set up. There are so many teams I don't want to see, but 
I agree with your point. I mean, and, you know, you start sounding, you know, like an old person when you say, well, I liked it when the American League and the National League, you know, you never saw the other guys and and the World Series was something really special. You know, I, I remember as a kid just like focusing on the field, trying to wrap my head around the fact that the New York Mets were on the same field as the Oakland Athletics or, or, or the Cincinnati Reds were on the same field as the Boston Red Sox. I mean, that was like, I was, you know, mind blown seeing those, those teams on the same field. And, you know, we, we've lost that for many different reasons in, in all these sports, really. But I, this is a treat for me, you know, a, a, a series where two teams have not seen each other and it's going to be in the Stanley Cup final too. Those teams will have not seen each other. I, I for one, love the setup and, and, and I love that part of the playoffs right now. We disagree with this in terms of the, you don't want to go see the Seattle Kraken play. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm all over Seattle. I'm, okay, I'm gonna, well, okay, well, I want to see those guys throw the fish down by the marketplace. Well, well, I, well, you can't. So you want it both ways, in other words. You you you, you want to go to the, only the cities you want to go to. Wants to go to Seattle and Vancouver. <laughs> right. Doesn't necessarily want to go to Detroit. Is that Winnipeg, right? what I'm getting? Winnipeg. Ottawa. Go to Winnipeg. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, hey, look, that's human nature. Who doesn't want it, you know, like their own way? I just thought it was a straight. Now, I don't know. Maybe it was because it was three o'clock in the afternoon and not. That's that's possible, too. I mean, that's a possible factor. But again, I'm not just talking about the stands, the entire game. And again, total credit to the Islanders for making the lightning seem dull and uninspired. Uh, but but uh, after the number of times we've done these podcasts, after wins or Islanders wins or losses, just saying, wow, that was a great game. This is so much fun. This is great. It's intense. And hockey fans, blah, blah, blah. I just didn't feel that about this game. I, I just thought it was lacking something. I, I don't know. But, of course, if you're the Islanders team or fans, of course, none of that matters because you won the game. I just thought it was an interesting um, vibe about this game. I, I agree. I mean, I don't know. Barry Trott says he loves the afternoon games and the players should too, because you, you, you just throw on, throw on your skates and go play, right? Well, well, obviously it's no secret to anyone who certainly follows me on Twitter that we also love afternoon games. Oh God, I love the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. So listen. So let's talk about what actually happened in the game. I thought that's what, that's what we were doing. What happened? No, 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 no. no happened? I want to hear what you thought about uh, your buddy Varlamov. Varlamov outplayed your buddy Uncle Leo. Uncle, I don't. You can talk about Uncle Leo. The, Varlamov played outplayed Vasilevsky, and their defense was great, and they got the couple of offensive plays they needed and what else was there? I don't know. I I did like after the game, Varlamov, you know, just matter of factly saying, Oh, well, you know, Andre Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the world, you know, like flat out. And to me, it was like, well, you know, you just outplayed him. So, you know, does that make you Superman? I was glad I asked that question because then I got to use that quote to lead off my column with, because yeah, it was, I mean, it was an honest answer. He, he is the best goal in the NHL, but the, yeah, the, obviously the fact the, that's what made it so cool for that Islanders fan that, you know, your goalie just outplayed the guy he said is the best goalie in the National Hockey League. Well, so that's pretty good. 
and, and these guys potentially, if the NHL does the Olympics, right, these guys are potentially Olympic teammates coming up soon, right? Well, there's a lot to choose from with Russian goalies. I mean, you know, they, they were both on the 2016 World Cup team, but Bobrovsky was the starter. So there's a lot. To, Bobro- a lot to- I, I can assure you Bobrovsky is not going to be the starter. Oh, oh no, I'm just, I'm just saying with Russian goalies, there's always there's, there's an embarrassment of riches to choose from. Yeah, well, you got Ilya Sorokin popping around too, and you know, just Sturkin, just Sturkin, Samsonov. No, it'll it'll be Varlamov, especially uh, you know, especially off of this. Um, let's see. I mean, let's we, we we've talked about the defense, we've talked about the goaltending. Colin, you want to say a couple of hundred words about Matthew Barzell and just how dominating he still is? It's what four goals in five games for Barzy, right? Yeah, it's it's four and five, and they're you know the Islanders are four and one in those five games. Of course, they've won the last four in a row. Um, he was he was funny. Like uh, I, I like the way he answered the question of like you know what's going on, and he's like, look, you know if we're winning four one, I don't need to score the fifth goal in a four one game. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm going to save it for when the team needs me. And, and uh, you know, I don't know if he, if he really, uh, if he really believes that that's what's happening, but it turned out pretty well. I mean, you know, you have a, a scoreless game uh, halfway through, right. Halfway through the second period and he scores, uh, get the Islanders uh, started. And, and uh, it's not the winning goal because, uh you know, because Polk scored that goal and then, uh, and then Tampa Bay gets a power play goal at the end. Um, but it, it does get them started. And, you know, four goals and two assists in, in his last five games is good. I mean, it means he, he's clearly playing better than he, than he was playing in those first eight games, no matter what he says. I don't know if, if it was a conscious thing where he stepped it up or if there was, you know, it may be something as simple as maybe the Bruins – you know, weren't paying him enough respect and weren't checking him with their best checkers. You know, maybe they put their, you know, they put the, their best guys up against uh, the Nelson line or, or something like that. And, you know, maybe he got some favorable matchups and that got him started, you know, maybe that's what changed it, but whatever it is, it is. And, and now, now that he's going, I mean, it makes them even more dangerous because you remember against Pittsburgh, we, we were like, what's up with this guy. And, and, and Neil, you were saying that the Nelson line had become the first line and, and the Pajot line had become the second line, you know what I mean? So, and now, now you, now you legit have four lines and one of them is Barzal's line. Yeah, except, I mean, except Bailey's the one who passed the puck to him for that score. So. Well, yeah, it was a line change. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. Jordan Everly had a very strong game. I thought, I, I thought he was, he was active. He was looking for shots. I, I thought he was good. Anthony Beauvillier. I mean, he had a, you know, a couple of, chances that kind of went right into uh Vasilevsky's chest but I, I thought he was good and then you know that third line generating those first period chances uh, you know I, I thought it was one through 12 really yeah what? and then what what's up with penalties at eight seconds in <laughs> you know guys <laughs> they haven't played each other long enough to be hating each other yet and eight seconds into the game you know, I know I mean, they all hell breaking loose, but you know, but you know, people already uh, starting to send messages. There was two identity lines looking to set an identity really early in the game, and I think the ref stepped in and said, "This is not how this game is going to go." You know, <laughs> so 
My takeaway from this game is obviously I don't know what's going to happen in the next, you know, three to six games. Otherwise, I'd be in a different line of work making large wagers if I knew it was going to happen. But 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 I've finally come around after all the stuff I've said and written about the talent of the Bruins and the talent of the Lightning, that the Islanders are on equal, not in terms of big names and firepower, etc. But as a team, I finally have come to accept that the Islanders are on equal footing, at least equal footing, with every team in this field and can beat anybody just because of the way they play. And yeah, I don't know if they're going to win the series, but I'm, I'm finally ready to stop talking about how talented the Bruins, Tampa Bay, and maybe eventually Vegas are because the Islanders have proven that that just doesn't matter. I, I wish we had the budget and and the and and the setup, you know. Once you said that, I wish we could have had it so like balloons and streamers <laughs> were falling my, down behind. Yeah, you, like, my official announcement: yeah, the Islanders. Have, yeah, now the Islanders are truly legit because I said so. Yeah, we've been. <laughs> uh, what's the word? Uh, epochal? No. <laughs> Epoch. Epoch. I'm I'm sounding like a duck here. Um, <laughs> Epiphany? Is that what you're looking yeah, for? Yeah, we've hit this moment, Neil. It's, you know, we've, we're 98 episodes into Island Ice, and we just hit this moment, and I, I just wish there were balloons and shit. Yeah, but I, I think, in fairness, I, like, symbolize a larger community of hockey observers that were been worn down by the Islanders. So now I'm going to be their spokesman and say, yeah, okay, we get it. You guys are good. It's <laughs> You know, well, as, as I was walking into back to the hotel after the game, there are a bunch of Lightning fans uh, standing around outside. And, you know, they're just kind of looking around. And I just heard one say to the other, oh, no, 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 no. No, the, the Islanders, I think, are better than we thought they were, for sure. You know, so I don't know, Neil. It, it's spreading around the nation. You know, so, Islanders Neil, if, if, if you could put on your – media hat now i mean what do you think nbc thinks of all this well i mean what do you mean i mean the islanders are still not a ratings draw and they still don't have big names i mean i mean they'd stay nbc would still rather have boston playing than the islanders that's just a fact uh as far as the finals go i don't know i don't know if it matters that much between the islanders and tampa they'd probably rather have tampa but like i said last time you know nbc is a lame duck at this point i think they're they still want to do a good job and i think they do do a good job in covering the league but there's no long-term stake in this for them in a two, three, in three, four weeks, you know, they're not going to be the NHL network anymore. So I don't think it matters anymore. They're trying to do a good job covering these games. They got good announcers, good production. Oh, did, I had a question for you. Do they, are they going to do the draft or will the new um, agreements have kicked in by the time the draft is, is that like an NHL network thing or something? Is, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. NHL network usually takes like the Canadian feed. Don't they? Yes. That sounds right. Yeah. I don't know. We're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, they need seven wins to win the Stanley Cup. So that's. Well, they, they need three more wins against the league. Seven... Okay, whatever. They need seven wins to win the Stanley Cup. Last year, they needed six and they didn't get past that. Well, you know, we'll see what happens this time. So here's, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that, that Neil, you and I picked Tampa Bay to win this. Right. Are you and I should you and I be reconsidering our picks? Well, you can't. No, no. I, you mean, well, I have to say I can't take back my no, pick. No, no, I can't take it back. But I mean, like, you know, the, uh, the air. I'm, I mean, I'm obviously reconsidering. 
in the sense of what I just said, that obviously I think I do believe the Islanders can play with these guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I certainly think the Islanders can win, but are either if of you, you if you forced me to choose, I would still say Lightning and seven, even though I'm now a believer. Are either of you willing to join me in the Mia Culpa I, I issued for no. no, no, no. I'm not doing well, the Mia Culpa. Culpas, huh? No, no, because I, I'd say this if the if the Islanders win this series, I'll say the same thing I said about the Boston series. All that means is extra credit to the Islanders for beating a team that many people perceive to be more talented than them. If they win, it's just more credit to them for doing it again. All right. Well, so when's the parade? Where's the parade going to be? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. If Lou Lamorello is listening to this podcast, <laughs> oh boy. I'm just trying to help. I'm just, I'm just trying, trying, to, you know, I'm trying to help. He will be on the phone with our editors tomorrow, having Colin removed from this thing before game two. And I wouldn't put a past Lou to get that done. I, I just know if there is a, a parade, Borelli's and uh, Blue Line Deli are catering it. So, uh, you the, know. The publicity that Borelli's is getting for this run is unbelievable. There's a lot of free advertising going on. So, hey, I, I know you guys have been dying to bring this up. So, so just dump on me right now. Me and Matthew Barzell had a moment after game one because I tried to ask a question via these Zoom interviews where the reporters have no control. And I'll repeat to everyone dumping on me on Twitter, reporters have no control of the environment they're in or what kind of noises are being played. And for some reason, the organist at Amelie Arena decided to crank his organ up to spinal tap levels that's a rock band neil a fictional rock band that might know i know them okay so this organist cranks up his organ to 11 is playing cheesy asia music not the continent the uh super group <laughs> the progressive super group from the early 80s and as i'm trying to ask matthew barzell a question all we've got in the background is this you know ridiculous music and Matthew Barzell said to Andrew Gross, sounds like you're having a good time, Andrew. And I instantly became whatever it's called on Twitter, a meme, a, a butt of jokes or whatever it is. I am a, I'm a viral idiot today. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I was hesitant to do it myself. What I, t- I actually took that as, as sort of a... Um, endearing like I took that as a as a moment like you said a moment I didn't think Barzell was taking a shot at you I thought I thought it was a good natured like bonding experience yes since you haven't actually talked to the guy in person in a year now well here's what I actually thought about that because I have not seen Matthew Barzell face to face since March 2020 right he remembers my name That's this is a good sign. No, that I, honestly, that is exactly what I thought. Is yeah, Barzell is. He, it's been so long since he's seen you. Yeah, he remembers who you are. Yeah. I thought that was a victory. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Andrew, don't be so hard on yourself. It, yeah, it was funny. It, it was came a, out very well. Yeah, I don't know. It's not, I mean, it's not like Barzell said, you know, what the, you know, what the heck are you doing? Uh, you unprofessional. No, Sure. And look, you guys both know how seriously I take myself and how I try to present myself as this very straight-laced, straight-up professional. And, you know, 
it was just an outside the box moment for me. So, well, I think it's going to be good in the end because he knows that you're a guy who likes to have some fun. Oh, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have said. By the way, by the way, said that if they had lost, it showed what a good mood he was in. What? But but I don't understand. Why is why is the guy still playing music a half an hour after the game's over? No, I mean, I, I, I've i literally never wanted to hurt an organ player before, but I, came, I, I wanted to find this guy and, and, and shove the seven rows of keyboards he had into a little box and just say, please stop playing now. I'm trying to do my job. And in a way, it reminded me of some of my early gigs, just playing to an empty room, you know, so... One other topic I would like to bring up before we, uh, well, uh, I'll be honest with you folks, before I end this and I go grab dinner because I'm starving. Restaurants in Tampa are open after nine o'clock? No, oh, geez. <laughs> it, like, getting, getting a late meal in Tampa is not like New York City. Um, but anyway, so so the Islanders and Lightning, as we've, we, we've talked about, you know, is a rematch from last year's Eastern Conference Finals. And as Barry Trotz has made clear in every single media availability he's had for about the last week, game one of last year's Eastern Conference semifinals or Eastern Conference Finals was not fair because the Islanders had just were coming off in game seven. They had to fly cross Canada the Lightning were rested, and you got what you got, which is an 8-2 win for the Lightning, and the Lightning go on to win that series with the next five games being, you know, very representable, close games. Um, the Lightning win in six. This game, 2-1, Islanders get off on a good foot. It, it, is this kind of validating what Barry has been saying all week? Yeah, but it was fair because they were up 3-1 on the Flyers and they had an opportunity, first of all, they had an opportunity to avoid that problem and they did not. And secondly, in fairness to the league, the, you know, everything about that tournament last year was, you know, weird and everybody's attitude was, okay, we're just going to do whatever we got to do to get through this thing. So it's a little hard. I mean, it, yes, but, but that obviously game one still bothers Barry a lot. But maybe yeah. now we get past it. Go ahead, Colin. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I, I think uh, you know, fair is in is in the the eye of the beholder, I suppose. Yes, if the Islanders had closed out the Flyers in Game Five or Game Six and not had have to have gone to to seven games, they wouldn't have been in the position of having to play 48 hours uh, Game One, 48 hours uh, after Game Seven, but. You know, at the same time, TV could have said, you know what, let's give these guys an extra day. No, TV does, no. TV does not, I mean, and Neil, you can back me up here. TV does not care about you. They just care about what works best for them, correct? Well, then how come Vegas didn't play last night? That I don't know. That was surprising. I, that, that was surprising. I, I had them pegged for Hockey Night in Canada on a Saturday night. I, I thought that was a lock. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but so so tomorrow night, uh, you know what they have down here in Tampa? Rodeo? I, I, I'm maybe I don't know. I'm sure they. Do. <laughs> I don't know. I give up. Humidity. So, so we're we're staying down here, you know, by the arena, which happens to be on the channel, which leads out into the you know 
Tampa Bay. So what you can do is you can charter a floating tiki bar for two hours and just float out to Tampa Bay on a floating tiki bar and have a little private party and then float back on a floating tiki bar. You going to do it? I think it's about 300 bucks. You can bring up to six people and you got to bring your own beer. Oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You have to bring your own beer. Well, yeah, they don't serve alcohol on a floating tiki bar, but you can drink it. Yeah, but if this was a, a non-COVID situation, Colin and I would be there with you and then we could do this. Oh, no, 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 no. COVID is not a thing here in Tampa. Oh. COVID does not <laughs> exist in Tampa. I, I've learned this, that they do not know how to spell the word mask. I can go out on a floating tiki bar oh, here. No, I'm saying it, but if I'm, what I'm saying is if it was a normal year, Colin and I would have been traveling for this round and we'd be ah. And we could yeah. all have gone out together with maybe some people from the other papers and it could have been a thing. All right. So let's do this next year when the Islanders are playing Tampa in the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll, we'll rent that Tiki Bar. Tiki Bar. Yeah. Yes. Let's hope that a year from now we can have this discussion again. One thing I was thinking about for game, the fallout of this, fallout of this game, obviously if the Islanders were down 2-0, uh, game three would have still been crazy in Esso Coliseum, but now the fact that they will at worst be one one, one I was thinking that just you know turns up the the volume even more for game three than it would have been in a world in which they're down 2-0 so now they're either up 2-0 or tied at worst so, Neil, you're saying Nassau Coliseum is going to go to 11. Yes, I was about to say I was about to say that, and then I was worried it was a cliche, so I did not. But yes, I know that movie. Yes, I know that fake band. So don't hit me with any trivia about it's technically not a fake band because they actually did yeah. concerts. Yes. It's it's like the right, well, like the monkeys were a fake band that was real, or the archies were a fake band that was real. Yeah. Wait, the archies were Real? They, they sent musicians out on tour and called them the Archies and they played the music that was on the record. Okay, I got you. <laughs> Jughead was not involved in that. <laughs> Someone came up to me in the press box today and said, hey, we got to pump the tires. I was like, sorry. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go out to dinner. I'm going to say goodnight to my two good friends, Neil Best. You can find him at Sportswatch on Twitter. You can find my other good friend, Colin Stevenson, at Colin S. Newsday. You can find everything we write, say, do, think on newsday.com backslash aisles. And we will be back with you, oh, my God, with the Wayne Gretzky episode, episode 99, after Tuesday night's Game two from here in Tampa. So before I say what I got to say, anyone else got something to say? Good night, Gracie. One of the uh, big underreported news stories of game six against Boston was it guaranteed in episode 100 of this thing. So that is, that's my real takeaway from this series. Yeah, no, the, and, and just so you guys know, episode 100 is going to be like one of these, you know, telethons. We're going 24 hours with that, so... <laughs> so you got that to look forward to and until then happy hockey everybody <laughs>